Hi, this is Eva, aka Eva the Relationship Maker. This is the podcast where we talk about overcoming struggles, about triumphs, about successes, about relationships, and life in general. I'm so delighted to have a young lady with me. I read her book. She's an author. Her name is Cesara Keshu. She wrote this book here and there, and she was talking about at Clubhouse, basically. And I was very curious. I said, I would like to know what she has to offer. And her book is like having her in my living room and telling me not just her life stories, but giving me advice. And I was like laughing because after I finished her book, I was saying, is she 26 or she's 62? <laughs> because <laughs> her, her way of explaining things, she's so much more mature from, for, uh, than her age. So I really had lots of fun. I finished it last night. And um, I would like her to introduce herself. I know that she has three degrees uh, from uh, different uh, universities. She's working for a law firm. Please let us know who you are. Thank you so much for that introduction, Eva. Um, I am so happy to be here with you today. And um, yeah, so my name is Chibara Keshu. I was born in Romania in the year of 1995. So that makes me 26 years old today. My family and I immigrated to Canada when, we, when I was 12, so in 2008. And my family settled down in Windsor and, you know, it wasn't always easy. And when I wanted to go to university, I had fallen in love with this amazing program at Ryerson University, which is based out in Toronto. And my parents couldn't afford it. And I couldn't go. And that stuck to my head um, for years to come because I really, really wanted to get to Toronto and I wanted to go to Ryerson at some point. Um, but I completed my bachelor's at the University of Windsor, the same with my master's at the University of Windsor. And after I finished both of those, I was like, okay, where am I going in life? How do I make it to Toronto? And so I applied to this program at Ryerson University. It was a master's in immigration and settlement studies. And it is very exclusive a little bit. It is the only program of its kind in Canada. And they only accept about 40 people a year. So when I told my parents about it at this point, you know, I was a working adult and whatnot, um, but they're like, you got to go for it. And I knew they couldn't say no to me going to Toronto for this really, really, you know, intense program. So when I got accepted, I was like, okay, I'm packing my bags and I'm moving and I'm going to Ryerson. So I had finally made it to Ryerson. Um, but in the meantime, I had started a blog. Um, it was called Here and There. <laughs> and this started off because I had a job um, in a place where I'm not supposed to disclose, um, where I didn't have a whole lot to do, but I had to be staring at the computer. And because I didn't have much to do, but I couldn't take my eyes off the computer, I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, I would come into work some days with frustrations and whatnot. And I wanted to write them down on paper, but I wasn't allowed to do that. And so one day it sort of, okay, what should I do? I'll just start a blog. And so I started this blog more so as something to keep me entertained. It was more of an outlet to, you know, write my thoughts down and whatnot. It was supposed to be completely private. I wasn't ever going to publish it. 
it was something that I worked on for about two years before I shared a couple of blog posts with friends and whatnot. But then in April of last year, I ended up meeting um, someone who became my current boyfriend. Um, and he is based out in Rhode Island. I was in Toronto. And within a couple of days of talking to him, I was like, I want to write about this guy. And I wrote a blog post about him. And that was the first time I ever shared something with someone outside of my close-knit circle. Uh, because the contents of that blog were supposed to be completely private because it was essentially a confessional of my life. And he said, dude, your, your writing is good. Like, why don't you, you know, make that public? I struggled with that idea for a couple of weeks, but I knew that he was, you know, he was genuine because I was just beginning to know the guy. He was, you know, based somewhere else. I probably would have never met him. And I ended up making my blog public. Um, so even today, if you search up, I am here and there.com, that's my blog. Um, I still write in it occasionally. And the dream was to one day make it into a book. Earlier this year, I ended up um, talking to a friend of mine who also self-published. She gave me the ins and outs of how to self-publish. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this a project and I'm going to turn that blog into a book. And so here and there was born, here and there extended my book, which ended up being published on my birthday this year on June 9th. And ever since then, it's been a roller coaster of just emotions because I essentially made a confessional self-discovery book that I put out there for the world to see. It is like having a heart-to-heart -heart with me without even knowing me, if you don't know me. And then for those of those people who did know me, um, they were like, dude, <laughs> I was there for that one. <laughs> and I was there for that one, or I know about that one. And I was like, yep, that is out in the in the public world now. <laughs> so that's essentially the long story short of the book and how it came to be. As much as you say that it's, it, it's very personal, it's true, but it's so interesting because I was reading and I said, I had that thought before, or I'm sometimes I'm having that thought, or in not always it's, it's nice that, you know, life is not easy. Life is hard. But going through it, that's what makes it amazing because all the lessons we learn and you have so many lessons and so many little, little places that you say, okay, this is where I was, this is where I went. So it shows your strength. And I think that's why people like that book because it's easy to read. It's basically like having a conversation with you. And having a conversation with yourself, basically, when you read and you say, I remember that. And it's not me. I'm not writing it. It's your, your thoughts. So it's really interesting. I have been through all the, the passages that you have been through. And it made me laugh at the end because you say 20, 26 years, 26, uh, what I learned every, every year. And I said, oh, my God, since... Day one, you learned something uh, this year two, year three, year four. So it's, it's interesting that how you combined also the wisdom from your parents and also how you emphasize what is important. So I, I have a few items that I took out. Uh, you were talking about 
guilt and how you were able to get rid of the guilt. I know lots of people suffer of guilt. You know, I should do this. It's not, I'm not a nice person. I'm, I, I made a mistake. So what did you learn? What is guilt for you represent now at this moment? You know, and <laughs> talking about guilt, I guess there's two ways to think about it. There's, um, for me anyway, um, in some ways, I know that sometimes I'm doing something wrong and I'm like, you know what, who cares? I've got one life to live. Like, I'm not going to sit here and mope and be guilty, you know, like feel guilty about doing things that I'm doing, like, you know, doing the things I'm doing, um, even if I'm not supposed to be doing them. And I think that's like one of the, one of the entries it's um, about, I shouldn't feel sorry that I'm having a good day or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. Where I essentially talk about, you know, I, I could be having a really stellar time in my life and someone will always have it worse, of course. And, but I shouldn't feel guilty about, you know, sort of celebrating my successes because yeah, everyone's going to have a bad day. I'm going to have a bad day, but that doesn't mean that I should rain on my own parade, even when I have a parade to celebrate. So that's like one way of thinking about it. But then there are other times when I feel like guilt um, sort of takes over mm -hmm. and you sort of start to just mope. Um, and I think I, I posted something about that literally today about, you know, a missed opportunity to shine because you could have sometimes a bad day and that bad day takes over. And in that moment, you don't think about, you know, for example, you're in the process of doing something great. You don't think about the fact that you're maybe halfway into reaching that that golden star. You think about the fact that you're not there yet. And that sometimes can just eat you up. Uh, so I've been through both of those. And I feel like I still have that sort of approach at life where there are certain things that I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to be apologetic for this. And certain times when I'm like, okay this day sucks <laughs> or this, you know, this feeling sucks. <laughs> but doesn't it feel better when you just say it, okay, today sucks, but there is all, there is tomorrow, but you reckon you, you face it instead of just having that fear, but you face it and it, it becomes easier somehow when, when you pronounce it. Right. I mean, yeah, but sometimes I feel like I just need those days where I I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to cry about the things that are not going great. <laughs> I'm going to get it out today so that tomorrow I feel better. Crying is very healthy. I loved your, um, your realization because you were, you were thinking, I don't belong here. I don't belong there. What, what is home? And I like when you get to the realization where really home is and what it represents to you. Would you like to expand a little bit on that? Oh, certainly. Um, so about four years ago, I went back to Romania for the first time um, since my parents had immigrated. And for a really long time, I kind of um, looked, you know, for a really long time prior to my trip, I looked down upon my parents' decision to move to Canada because I felt as if they betrayed me, um, that, you know, they moved me away from home, they moved me away from my friends and my family. Um, and not only did they move to like a different city, but they moved across the damn ocean. And so I was I felt 
you know, I, I had a lot of resentment against them for that. But then, you know, Canada started becoming home because it was forced upon me. And eventually I started to like it. I started to make friends and, you know, things were getting back in order. And then four, four years ago, I went back to Romania for the first time in nine years. And it no longer felt like home. <laughs> I felt as if I was, you know, speaking the same language in a country that was no longer mine. I, I couldn't associate with it anymore. It didn't feel, you know, I, I knew that certain people moved past my friendship with them. They moved past our relationships. And, you know, the city had changed even in itself, you know, new storefronts and new rules and new things. So I remember when I finally got on a plane back to Toronto, uh, upon reaching, you know, Canadian land, I was like, damn, I just want to kiss the floor right now because now this is like home. But I also had the same sort of experience when I moved from Windsor to Toronto. I spent the first couple of months in Toronto just absolutely thinking, what am I doing here? Because, you know, if you know anything about Windsor, it's a rather close-knit community, 300,000 people. And all of a sudden I go from that times 10, you know, 3 million people. And uh, it felt very superficial being here. And it felt very lonely and just alienated and for a while I also wanted to move back to Windsor and now every time I go back to Windsor you know to visit my family for a weekend I'm like damn all my stuff is in Toronto can I get back (laughs) Um, so it's it's weird because it becomes it comes to a point where um, you sort of decide that home is not necessarily a location and home can feel that way with people or in certain moments Um, I was away just now visiting my boyfriend for a month and there were moments when I felt like I was home just because we were doing things that had my heart absolutely full Um, whether it was you know going out with friends and whatnot there were moments where I just sat there and like smelt the roses essentially and I was like wow this feels good it feels home-like even though I could never, you know, see myself, you know, potentially like starting a new home somewhere else now. But I mean, that that's to be determined one day. They're saying uh, your home is where your heart is. So if your heart is at one place with someone and, and you, you're having a good time, that's your home. It's not the building, as you said, it's not the city. It's not, it's, it's wherever you feel good. Do you think you can make people happy? In what sense? Um, Is your job to make a person happy? I feel like in some ways you can try to be the best version of yourself to, to have somebody, you know, experience a happy moment, but in no way is it your job. Um, because I feel like we all are the masters of our own fate, essentially. And, you know, we could, that person could be experiencing what I was mentioning earlier, that really crappy day, and nothing will make them feel better. But that doesn't mean that, you know, the person giving the good advice or the, the you know, shoulder to cry on absolutely needs to be a jerk. <laughs> um, so I think, in essence, 
if you can make someone's day better or if you can make somebody happy, why not? If it doesn't cost you anything, why not? <laughs> um, but I think we all are able to, to make those decisions on our own, whether or not we want to be happy. Didn't I say that you are an old soul? You are older than your age. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes I've, I've, I've questioned before if I've maybe had another life before, and that's where all that wisdom is coming from. <laughs> most probably, most probably. It doesn't just appear like this. You were talking about disappointments, uh, and it's interesting how you handled it. Do you have any regrets? I'd like to say, I'd like to say no, but I feel like, you know, if I were able to change a few things in my life, I would have done them differently for sure. But at the same time, I wouldn't change the place where I am at now. So, you know, if I could go back and make those changes, but that would impact who I am today. I don't think I would have those regrets because they brought me to where I am. If I could make those changes without anything in my life currently, like, you know, changing, then maybe I would change them. But I'd like to say no. Good, because usually you do the best you know then. Now you know better, you do better. But um, I think people live in regret. Many people live regretting things. And you cannot change it, learn from it and move on. And that's what you did. What does love represent to you? What is your notion of love for you? You know, uh, my, my roommate's mom, um, she has always said that I am a hopeless romantic. And I loved thinking that way for a really long time because I feel like I put my heart on my sleeve a lot of times. And that came with a lot of disappointment, you know, in my life at some points. Um, but I feel like it led me to a good place because I am right now in the most beautifully mature relationship. And I feel love in ways that are beyond the physical. And I feel like whatever I had experienced in love before was just the just lessons to be learned to prepare me for where I'm at today um, in my relationship, because I wouldn't be the partner that I am today without having experience, like having had the experiences of the past. But love can come in many forms. So this is not only romantic. I have a, an amazing group of friends. I have the best family. Um, my sisters are my best friends. And I think those are also important ways to love, to make you a better partner, you know, in the future, because I think, you know, I'm not at the stage of being married, but when I do get married, I want to make sure that like my partner knows my values in terms of, you know, loving those around you, loving your family, being, you know, really, really tight with your sisters or your brothers and trying to do whatever is best for those people in, in any scenario. And I know you are big in gratitude. That one, yeah. The, I guess. No, it, it, it's amazing because very few people remember to, uh, to be grateful for what they have. What are you grateful? 
What am I grateful for? Um, I'm grateful for life itself. I'm grateful for all of the steps that, you know, I've taken to become the person I am. Uh, you know, I, all the jobs I had that taught me how to deal with people better, all the friends that I've made through all of my jobs, the community that I have right now, you know, the, the people that reach out on a daily basis when I post something about my book or not about my book, but about anything else. And they say, dude, I'm so, so proud of you. You know, um, I've, I've received some really awesome messages when the book was launched. Um, I read a review a couple of days ago that literally had me in tears. And it was, I didn't know who it was at first. And then as I kept like looking at the, the review itself and the username, I was like, oh my God, that is one of my really good friends. But <laughs> I had no idea that he had written like such kind words about me. And I'm grateful for the fact that, you know, whatever energy you put out in the world, it kind of like comes back to you sometimes 10 times stronger. And it, it's amazing what, you know, treating people nicely can do back to you um, when you need it. Where can people find your book? Uh, so my book is self-published on Amazon. If you search up here and there extended, it should be the first thing that uh, pops up. I am trying so very hard to get people that have bought my book to leave a review, uh, to find those couple of minutes to do that so that it can just like be bumped up on the, on the ranks. Because I know a lot of people bought it and a lot of people would genuinely write those reviews, but a lot of people get busy in their day-to-day -day lives. So yeah, it's called Here and There. It looks yes. like this. Hold up, uh, yeah, hold um, yeah, Here and There. Yeah, it's called Here and There Extended. And like I mentioned before, the extended part is just because it was uh, based on my blog, but I added my own stuff in uh, later on in the process of writing the book. And uh, yeah, it's on Amazon. And but you also, also, you also yeah. wrote some poetry in it, and I really liked it. I didn't have a chance to finish everything, but it's like I'm, I'm reading it, and I, I like your uh, your your way of thinking of it, it's very nice it, it I can people you have to buy it so you listen to it uh, you read it and yep and you write a review <laughs> yeah I mean, oh I mean, thank you yeah I mean the book uh, I forgot to mention earlier it, it's uh divided into four parts so the the first part of the book is essentially all of the blog posts that had already been posted on my blog, uh, but the extended version uh, where I essentially took whatever was on my blog and just remodeled it to fit however I felt at the moment, because I'm like, okay, it's being published on my 26th birthday. I want to make sure I feel the same way about what I had written in the past. Um, the second part of the book is all the blog posts that had been drafted. They were kept private for one reason or another. I had started them or never finished them or, you know, I wrote them. And then I was like, you know what? I don't really want to publish this. So those were essentially made public within the book. Um, the third part is the 26 poems uh, because I, you know, molded it to my birth to fit my birthday, 26th birthday, 26 poems. And the last part is 26 uh, lessons that I learned in my 26 years of life. You are so delightful. It was such a pleasure meeting you. I'm really happy I read your book. And thank you for coming and giving this interview. I really appreciate it. Likewise, I've had a lot 
for fun. So thank you so much for having me. And I'm super excited to be able to connect with you further and in future collaborations. <laughs> Can't wait to see your next book. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Thank you for listening. And until next time, goodbye.